Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint Scripture Poetry Podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is Luke chapter 22 and John chapter 18. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by Jesus' words to Peter at the Last Supper, as recorded in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Betrayer Peter isn't the only one Satan wants. He'd like to sift you, too, grind you to powder under his boot heel. He longs to crush your soul and scrape it bleeding from the pavement. He sidles up, sings sweet fictions near the edge of your attention, slips subtleties like shivs between your ribs. He reasons that if offenses must come, then why not in exchange for something worthwhile? He steals your peace, replaces it with misgiving. Not whether evil exists, but if any good thing lives in this ransacked world. What is truth, he scoffs, and tempts instead with fruit of existential wisdom, thirty pieces of exemption from the petty covenants of duty-bound drudges. As if unbelief ever set anyone free, ever did anything but pay the bills. The title of this poem, Betrayer, may cause you to think of Judas Iscariot, but it is really about Satan, the original betrayer and the one who betrays us all. In this poem, Peter is a placeholder for all of us who are subject to temptation. Jesus warned Peter that Satan wanted to sift him as wheat. What does that mean? It may have been an idiom of the day. It seems to have meant something like to be picked or shaken apart. To remove the heavy grains of wheat from the chaff, it would have to be trodden and shaken and sifted vigorously. Um, Interestingly, this process frees the good heavy part of it from all impurities so that it's useful to people. So while it may be that Satan desires to sift us for his own purposes, God can turn those purposes to our good by using them to make us purer and better than we were. I think that Satan would like for us to not believe in God, but he can't do that by making us think that there's no evil in the world. It's just too easy to see and recognize evil. Everyone can point out evil impulses, what evil people do to the innocent, and what we ourselves are tempted to do against our better judgment. We all have those moments when we think humanity is just awful based on some of the bad interactions we've had with people. So instead of trying to hide evil from us, Satan instead tries to make us think that there is only evil in the world and nothing is good. But as Lehi taught Jacob in the second Nephi chapter two, there must be opposition in all things. If there is evil, then there must be good to match it at every level. To me, the existence of evil and our capacity to recognize it as truly evil outside of any relativistic framework is evidence of an equally ultimate good that exists apart from our own desires and motivations. I believe that this recognition of both good and evil comes from a divine impulse, what we call the light of Christ. 
do I understand everything about it or why God allows so many just awful things to happen? No, but from my perspective, I can't deny the existence of God because of the existence of evil. I firmly believe that evil can only exist because God exists. At the time of the conversation alluded to in this poem, Peter had a testimony of Christ, but he had not yet been completely converted according to Jesus. Why was that? I can only compare it to my personal experiences. There have been times in my life when I knew what the right thing to do was, but I did not fully understand why it was so important for me to hold to that right thing until after I had done wrong and suffered the consequences. Those consequences sometimes hurt not just me, but people around me whom I love. Maybe Peter still had to do wrong by denying the Savior three times as prophesied before he could understand how important it would be to always testify of the Savior for the rest of his life. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Betrayer. Peter isn't the only one Satan wants. He'd like to sift you, too, grind you to powder under his boot heel. He longs to crush your soul and scrape it bleeding from the pavement. He sidles up, sings sweet fictions near the edge of your attention, slips subtleties like shivs between your ribs. He reasons that if offenses must come, then why not in exchange for something worthwhile? He steals your peace replaces it with misgiving. Not whether evil exists, but if any good thing lives in this ransacked world. What is truth, he scoffs, and tempts instead, with fruit of existential wisdom, thirty pieces of exemption from the petty covenants of duty-bound drudges. As if unbelief ever set anyone free, ever did anything but pay the bills. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E Rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.